Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. This is your host, frickin' Mark Taylor. Grab a beard, stay a while, and we do anything. We go from all genres, man. We go from brand to brand and Metallica. So party on, dude. Hi, welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we got Johnny Vogan back on here today. Say hi, Johnny. Hey, guys, what's happening? Hey, man. So uh, today we're going to do uh, Dr. Feelgood by Motley Crue. So uh, let's talk about the crew. How did you get into the crew? Well, before we even talk about that, I want to congratulate you on uh, 1,000 downloads. Thank you. That was quick because, I mean, I think I saw you posted something like just a couple weeks ago. You were like at 200 and jumped right up to 1,000. So good yeah. for you. It seems like it's uh, coming on. I think it was Brian doing Van Halen and everybody else started looking at the episodes. <laughs> Yeah, that that was uh, that. I bet that episode got a lot of heat. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, Motley Crue, um, Motley Crue, my first favorite band. Um, I remember um, watching the video to Girls, 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 and uh, just seeing the crew come into that strip club. I was like probably eight years old when I saw that on TV, and I, my mind was just blown with the, the antics and the of the crew. And uh, that was the first tape I got. So, uh, you know, that's special for me. You know, when you go out and you get that first tape you ever, you know, that you got when you were a kid. So that's a special one for me. They were my favorite band for a long time. Nice. Long time. But uh, just very controversial band. You know what I mean? To me, they were the band that uh, really defined that cock rock era, um, that L.A. scene, and the band that really... I mean, even after the grunge took over, they, they were able to survive it. You know, I mean, Decade of Decadence came out, I think, you know, after grunge had already hit, if I'm correct, and uh, it was still a big hit no. for them. I think that was yeah, not, I don't remember. Uh, I think it that could, was it not, could have been. No, it would have been like 90. When, when did Too Fast for Love come out? Too Fast for Love. Uh, would have been like 10 years after that, about. You know what I mean? So early 92, 93, I'm thinking. It was but I couldn't be wrong. 90, but anyway, ninety-one was decade of decadence. Yeah. So, so even at the end, you know what I mean. When grunge was starting to, to turn the tables, I think the the crew could always always you know sell out arenas. They were always, always still big. You know they they, they survived that uh, that purge. A lot of the other bands didn't. Yeah, it's weird because they were like when they started out, they were all in the makeup and the leather, <laughs> and they didn't get purged. <laughs> Well, when did you when you get into Crew? I got into Crew, um, I think around Theater of Pain when I started listening to like you know Home Sweet Home, seeing MTV videos. I had like Hip Parade uh, posters all over my wall for Motley Crew, and then I got this tape from my grandpa. Said, "Why not rock?" It told told me how bad uh, Motley Crew was to be a Christian to listen to them. So I stopped listening to them for a while, but it didn't last long because then I got Girls, Girls, Girls. And uh, we went on a trip. I remember listening to the live version of Jailhouse Rock at uh, Elvis's house, Graceland, <laughs> in line waiting to go oh. see it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I I, I love Motley Crue. They they weren't my favorite band, but for some reason I put their pictures all over my wall. <laughs> you know, they they they're not my favorite band anymore, but they were for a while. You know what I mean? But I think. Uh, it, it just it tarnished. They, they've tarnished themselves. Um, we, we all know, you know, what they've all done, and 
you know, the, the things they've all done, the way they've acted. So, and then the, the shitters that they've put out, you know, post Vince's return. So, I mean, there's a lot to be said about them um, both ways. You know what I mean? I, I love them for the nostalgia, you know, of my childhood. But I, uh, as much as I'm a Motley Crue nut swinger and I, I love Vince Neil, man, I could I could trash these guys too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it goes I think when they were forced to bring Vince back, they lost their swagger because '94 was awesome with Karabi. I think they they really enjoyed working with him and and Vince. Uh, Vince was just a problem to them all the time and. They made him bring him back. Say, hey, you signed this big contract. This album tanked. You need Vince Neil back. You know. <laughs> well, they 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 had to bring him back. I mean, it's not. I I don't like Motley Crue '94. Um, I like all the albums with Vince, up through Feel Good, better than '94. Oh wow, I love '94. I like. <laughs> I know. I, I I just I'm a huge Vince Neil fan, and I just can't get past that. I love the music. You know, I just don't like Karabi, you know, on a Motley Crue album. And I, I just, I guess I can't get past that. But I certainly like that better than anything they did with Vince after. Well, they actually wanted, and, uh, they actually wanted to not name themselves Motley Crue doing a Karabi, but the record company yeah. didn't keep the name. So they wanted to change it, which would have been probably better for people like you. You probably would have liked the album a lot more. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. And, uh, you know, I think, though, um, I think the reason why, like, the music and the songs on the album were so good is because for once in a long time, Nikki Six wasn't a lazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Because I think my opinion of Nikki is that Nikki Six wanted to be famous. Nikki wanted to be a, a star. He wanted to be a rock star. And that was more important to Nikki necessarily than the music. Because, I mean, if you look at the albums, you know. Too Fast for Love, Shout, you had top quality writing, top quality material. Girls, 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 you had some great songs and a bunch of filler. And it was still a huge fucking hit. And I think that's a formula that Nicky figured out that he could use. Because if you look at the songs, even on this album we're going to talk about, I mean, it's just like songwriting laziness is what I I call it. But... uh, you know, that's that's my opinions on uh, my opinion on Nikki, which I think that's why I, I like uh, like Karabi because Karabi helped him write, and then Nikki has it, the audacity to come out and uh-huh. say oh, Karabi wasn't that good. Yep, here we go. Yep, see that's him. That's that's him. Yeah, you know that's what he does. That's what he does, and that's one reason why I I, I always like the guy, but he's just one of those people I like, and just the stupid shit that he says that, that I like him, and at the same time I just. Uh, man, you know. Yeah, but, Vince, but Vince did make a good first solo album, and that album was great. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Steve Stevens on guitar, that was great. I love that guy. Then yeah. you had some, uh, what, Tommy Shaw and uh, Jack Blade's background vocals on a couple songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, that was a good album. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was looking up some figures the other day. I was trying to find out what sold more, Crew 94 or Exposed. And I couldn't figure out the numbers, but I was, I was trying to look that up. But uh, it'd be yeah. interesting to know. Yeah, maybe I'll find it one day. Okay, let's get into Dr. Feelgood. From 19, it was released September 1st, 1989. I was 19, working at In-N-Out Burger, and I remember getting this CD and... 
And my uh, friend who was getting married wanted uh, to borrow my CD because I guess they wanted to come down for uh, what's that song on? Here? Hey, hold hold on a second. Okay. I get we're gonna have to start. Let me call you back. My kid's crying. Okay. Call you back. Johnny had to go take care of something, so we'll pick right up right now. Hello. Okay. Sorry about that. Let me put my headphones back in. Okay, it started recording again. <laughs> All right, well, I think I was talking about the... We were out. just talking about you were, you were 19, you were working. I was working at In-N-Out Burger. My friend wanted to borrow the CD as soon as I got it because he was getting married and they wanted that song without you. Uh, we'll get into that song later. I won't give you my opinion right now. But let's uh, get your opinion on the first track, uh, if you call it a track at all. TNT, Terror in Tinseltown. I have no opinion on this piece of shit. I don't listen to it. When I had the tape, I'd have to listen to it. I, I don't listen. To, I don't listen to it anymore. Um, you know, it's just I don't know what it is. It's, yeah. You know, I, I guess when I was a kid, I thought it was kind of cool, but now I'm just like I don't even know what whatever the fuck. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. They just wanted some more publishing. <laughs> I think I'm sure. I can tell you this. I'm sure Nikki's behind it. Yeah, he's the only one who I'm wrote sure. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh guess I don't I don't like this piece of shit either. And then we get into the title track, Dr. Feelgood. What do you think of this one? Oh, I fucking love this song. I mean that that intro, I remember watching that video on MTV and it was so the fire and you know the the theme with the little the drug dealer and all that stuff. I thought it was so cool and I loved the song. I mean Tommy Lee I mean, this is one of Tommy Lee's best Motley Crue songs on, on the drums. I mean, that intro is just fucking thunderous. I mean, it's it's absolutely thunderous. Um, I love this song. It's actually probably one of my top ten all-time favorite Motley Crue songs. Um, I love the subject matter. It's dark. It's kind of a return, you know, to the, the shout at the devil type uh, music for them. Um, well, the rest of the album isn't, but I think this track is just really heavy and really kick-ass um yeah. love it love the lyrics yeah, what do you think it's a really kick-ass song and the riffs by mick mars is just crazy man nobody comes up with riffs like mick he, he's so underrated in this band you know and he well, did, one of his best albums this yeah, is one of his one, best one of his best albums man i love mick mars man i can't wait to hear his solo album uh, this this stuff kicks ass. This is a great song. I remember the video. Rat Tail Jimmy's the second hand hood deals out of Hollywood. It was like fucking awesome. The video is going with the freaking song. It just kicked ass, man. You know when videos made sense. <laughs> exactly. When they yeah. even had video. Yep. Then we get to track number three, Slicey Old Pie. What do you think of this one? I like Slicey Old Pie. I think it's a, a good deep cut. Um, I think here, you know. They wrote a good song. I mean, the lyrics are good. Um, uh, Mick really is the star here, this track. I mean, his guitar work here is awesome. Um, I, I think... Uh, I don't know that I would have had it follow Dr. Feelgood. Because um, it's a real drastic departure in, in, in style and tempo from Dr. Feelgood. But... Uh, I do like it. Um, I think it's a, a deep track or like a killer filler, if you will. Um, what are your thoughts? 
I like this song. It's like, uh, I like innuendos, I guess, because we're uh, rock fans. So <laughs> I like the way that it has kind of like a rock, you know, slice of your pie. Something David would say. Uh, I like this song. Kicks ass. Then we get to track number four, Rattlesnake Shake. This is when the album gets, starts getting a little weird. What do you think? Oh, this is this is a piece of shit song. I mean, this is just a piece of shit song. Laziness by Nikki. I mean, the the music's good. Yeah. I like the riff. I think the lyrics are fucking horrid garbage. I mean, it's. It, I mean, in, but you talk about like this being the but Bob Rock produced it. You know, Metallica like the sound. I like the sound of the album. I like Mix playing on, on just about every track on this album, but this is one where you go I go right to Nikki. And and you know what? I don't just blame it on Nikki. You know what, Vince Neil? Write a fucking song every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do put some effort into your band. I mean, I don't know that Nikki maybe maybe Nikki was just gonna be the one that wrote the songs and that was gonna be it. But Vince had some clout. He could have he could he had clout in the band at this point in time, you know what I mean? He could have said something like we need to write. Somebody could have said something like, "We need some better lyrics for these songs." Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, not not the crown jewel of this track. What do you or this CD? What do you think? Oh, I hate this song. I hate the freaking horns. Freaking horns. Uh, I want a crew song. What the mm-hmm. fuck is that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's dude, get a yeah. horn section, man. Pretty soon they're gonna start yeah. bringing in the orchestra. <laughs> I mean, this, this is what happens when you sober up. And you're up in Canada with Bob Rock, and you got nothing to do. You end up with horns. <laughs> you end up with horns. horns on, on Rattlesnake Shake. Freaking terrible. It's not metal. That's fucking sucks. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we get into track number five, Kickstart My Heart. What do you think of this track? Well, I love this one. I love this one. Uh, this is one of my still, to this day, I listen to this song all the time, especially when I'm at the gym. I love this song. I mean... Probably a song. I think Nikki was doing, uh, you know, some type of racing, you know, at this point in time. Vince was probably doing also some drunken street racing at this time. Mm-hmm. Probably, who knows? Maybe he took a few more lives. We don't know, but I know he was into that, into that scene too. So I get where they come up with the subject matter for it, and I, I think it's a good song. I think it's uh, definitely one of the better songs on the album. I really like it. I still like it. I think it holds up good. I still listen to it. Um, I think that's that's the the key to this album, and, and, and once again, Nikki's using his uh, his strategy for for girls, girls, girls. You know, you, you'll, you'll put you'll you'll have. I mean, this album had five singles. I mean, this was this was a big fucking album. This album was everywhere. If you remember back in the day. Yep, I had it, and everybody I mean, had I, it. This is this is their biggest selling album. I mean, I'm pretty sure this sold more than Shout. Yeah. Um. So I mean, this is this is the reason the song was was great. Uh, I think it was just or the video was just live them live on the stage with some like crazy like inserts of like people like skydiving and funny car racing and shit. But I mean, it wasn't a a, a real elaborate video, but the, the song's good enough. It didn't need that. I actually remember buying this the single to this the cassette single too. Um, but I, I really like I really like this song. What do you think? Oh yeah, I love this song. I like it. it goes sounds like a freaking race car with the the riff that Mick is doing in the beginning of it, and the drums are when they go, oh yeah, kick stop my heart open never stops. Vince's voice is great on this song. I wish he'd sing like this 
with with all his like heart and soul like he does on this song because he gets what fucking rattlesnake rattlesnake shake man he just like freaking shit oh yeah that one was i thought you meant now i was like mark he can't sing like that anymore Uh, no i wish he could sing like this on like the older albums all the time like this it's yeah vince can't sing he needs to get his voice checked (laughs) how about about the breakdown on this the breakdown on this song is awesome oh yeah i i I love the breakdown when we started this band all we needed needed was a laugh i love that freaking line oh yeah that's that's awesome yeah it's like autobiographical autobiography for them i i like Mm -hmm. this song man it's a great song and then we get into uh the girly song on her without you what do you think of this one well i don't hate it i don't hate it um i like i like mix riff i think mix riffs awesome i think it it is what it is it was the cock rock ballad that had to come out on the album and that being said I don't I don't detest the song. I take it for what it is. When I was a kid, I didn't mind it. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I, I listened to it. Well, actually, I could tell you. It was we were we were doing some shit on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast page. I, I had been posting a bunch of crew shit, and it actually had got that got every got Ian going so bad he did that worst Motley Crew episode they did. Yeah. But we were we were re- rewatching some of the old old videos and the. Like me and Edwin, Candace Tracy were taking screenshots and Justin Childers screenshots out of the old Motley Crue videos and posted them. And if you watch this fucking video, when's the last time you watched the video without you? I don't remember, man. <laughs> YouTube the video. It's hilarious. Yeah. At one point, it shows you the deck. It shows you. It's kind of like um, <clears throat> Motley's a lot like Guns N' Roses. Everyone's like, why couldn't they do shout or why couldn't they do another shout? Why couldn't they do another appetite? Because you can't. They weren't. They weren't like GNR when they did your use your illusions. They were fucking the biggest stars in the world. When Motley Crue made Doctor Feelgood, they were the biggest stars in the world. You can't go back and make an album you made and you were gritty and hungry and living on the streets. Yeah. Um, watch the video with, without you. At one point, Tommy Lee is in a room, in front of a giant like mirror. I think. And a jaguar walks into this like fancy room, and Tommy Lee just like turns his head and looks at this jaguar. It's the most ridiculous and hilarious fucking thing you've ever seen. I mean, and, and Vince at one point he's he's pushing down giant cement pillars. It just shows you how, how overblown things were at that point in time with the whole the whole scene. But uh, I don't know. It's it's you, you gotta check it out. You'll get a you'll get a laugh out of it. What do you think? Yeah, I just, I just remember when heavy metal rock videos used to just have live performance videos. You remember Motorhead on stage doing Ace of Spades, Rick and Motley <laughs> Crue doing a concept video with uh, Looks at Kill, but it was still metal. You know, they had the flames and the chicks, in it. and then they started doing fucking Backstreet Boys videos with this shit. <laughs> I'm going, what oh the, yeah, this video was a Vince else. in a white shirt too. <laughs> I, I I have to go look. Vince is in some type of some really elaborate outfit. In yeah, that video say, it seems like they're gonna say I want it that way. If I remember this video, it's kind of like <laughs> like boy bandish, you know. <laughs> it's like what the fuck. I it, hate... was, it was almost like their November raid. Yeah, I... that they're estranged. It was so they had jaguars and it was just. 
ridiculous. I hate this fucking song. It, 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 I like ballads, but this this is just like a cookie cutter freaking filler shit. Even though they released it as a single, I think it's it fucking sucks. It just brings the whole album down to me. That one and Rattlesnake Shake. You know, there's two that well, we didn't like the first one, which really isn't a song, but uh, it's like what th three songs we don't like already off this album. Well, you said it, it's okay, and then we get to <laughs> seven. Same old situation, SOS. What do you think of this one? Well, I will tell you one more thing about Without You. I do not think it is the worst ballad on the album. We'll get <laughs> no. to that. No, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> Same old situation. I love it. I think it's uh, – she's got an alligator bag, top hat to match, dressed in black on black. She's got a Filipino girl that she claims is her friend. I tell you, boys, you just got to laugh. I mean, that's, that's classic. It's Nikki writing some good lyrics. Yeah. And the riff is great. Um, I love Vince. Vince is great. Uh, Vince sings well on this song. Uh, I think vocally it's good for him. Um, I think the band sounds good. Um, uh, the video I dug, you know, the, those guys got choppered in and uh, uh, in the video, and it was kind of a live, when you said a live video scene. It's it's definitely uh, a little bit poppy, but uh, I think the lyrics are really grimy and really sexy um she introduced me to her lover in a cellophane dress uh i just i think it's cool i think it's a cool song i uh i liked it back then i still do i just listened to it the other day it still did something for me so um i can dig it what about you yeah i like this song i've always liked it it has a little bit of pop but at least it doesn't have fucking horns in it i don't think right there's no horns in this or at the end i don't think so yeah, I, I like this song. I, I could have seen them putting horns on this song, but thank God they didn't. <laughs> I, I could see it, too. I could see yeah. that, too, for sure. Yeah, then we get into track number eight, Sticky Sweet. What do you think of this one? Horrid garbage. Horrid fucking garbage. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And we're going to talk about, we'll talk about another track later in the album, She Goes Down, <laughs> too. Okay, so we've got Slice of Your Pie. We've got Sticky Sweet. We've got She Goes Down. We've got Rattlesnake Shake. How many tongue-in-cheek songs about getting pussy are you going to write, Nikki? I mean, for fuck's sake. I mean, the music's not bad. I, I'll, I'll say it again. I, I don't think the music's bad in Sticky Sweet. I think you've got a good song. If you could come up with uh, a halfway fucking decent lyrical concept, other than the one you've used five fucking times on the album already. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, 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 I can't stand it. I think I think I think it's terrible. Um, it's just awful. But but I think that's the reason why. I mean, you can't you can't have a slice of your pie, sticky sweet. You can't have all these songs about getting laid, tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? It, it's it's just over the top, yeah. over the top. Uh, what do I, you think? I don't like this song at all. I think it sucks. I hate the. I, the only thing I like is Vince's tone on this. On the song when he goes, so sticky, she's so sticky, sweet. I like the way he sings, but that's oh, Vince, about it. Vince can ruin like a motherfucker, but even he can't. He even he can't improve these lyrics. No, he can, it, this lyrics are freaking trash. Another filler, freaking not killer song on this album. And then we get to track number nine. She goes down. What do you think of this one? <laughs> I love she goes down. I think this is the one of, of a slice of your pie too. But this is I like this even better than slice of your pie. I think this is the tongue in cheek song about getting laid that they did right i really like this song i i think it's 
it's it's catchy, humorous at times. Mick's got a great fucking solo on it. Uh, I think Vince, uh, just like you said, his tone and his lyrical delivery at some points on the song is really, really good. Um, I, I like the lyrics. I think this is the, lyrically the best best song. Like Slice of Your Pie, I think the lyrics are okay, but Mick really saves that. Here Mick pl- plays good, but I think the lyrics are good too. Um, this, this is the best tongue-in-cheek one of the bunch. Um, and I can dig this as a deep track. What do you think? Oh, I like this song, and it is a deep track. Uh, I like in the beginning when you have the girls laughing. She goes mm-hmm. down, she goes down, she goes down, down all night long. Ritz's voice is great on this song, and the solo is fucking awesome. I love it. A my lot. my mother, my mother got very upset about this because <laughs> this was. I told you I, first before I bought Doctor Feelgood, I, I went out and I bought the Kickstart My Heart single. Yeah. And this was the B side, yeah. and I remember playing it in the car, and she's just, like, just shaking her head. I was a kid, but yeah, it's that beginning. It's, it's, it's funny. I mean, yeah. that was a that's a good good thing to add on. Yeah, it was cool, man. I, I like it. And then we get to track number ten. Don't go away. Just go. Don't go away, mad. Just go away. What do you think of this one? I fucking love this song. I absolutely love this song. Second favorite song on the album, next to uh, Doctor Feelgood. And it, it, would, it would be a close tie. It would be close for me. Right now I'm saying probably feel good, but I love this song, and I love, I love this fucking video. And anybody who's friends with me on Facebook and, and groups me on Facebook knows how much I love this fucking video. Uh, there are class... The first of all, the song is great. I love the structure of the song. It's, it's, and it, and it's, it's not a ballad. I mean, don't go away mad, just go away. It's, it's straight-up crew, uh, you know with some good lyrics, you know, a good tongue-in-cheek um, title to a song, and uh, I love the build-up. And then at the end of the song, when uh, they start rocking out, and the video is great. I mean, Nicky goes to a phone booth, he calls Vince, Vince answers the phone, hears that it's Nicky, throws the phone across the room. <laughs> so fucking, so funny, so funny. And then... Uh, at the end of the video, when Vince busts into the studio, and they all, all start rocking out, yes, it's cheesy as fuck, but God, do I love it, and it is awesome. It's awesome. So I love this song. I mean, it, it's one of my favorite Motley Crue videos. Uh, I think it's classic. What do you think? Yeah, it's a very catchy song. I like this song a lot. It, it, it kicks ass, and it, it is kind of poppy, but come on, it's not a power ballad. It freaking... It rocks, man. There's no, no two bones about it, man. This the song kicks ass, and the video. I remember the video too, when he's on. It's like little black and white with the phone where he's throwing it. <laughs> I think uh, Vince Neil's black yeah. and white at that time. Yeah, it's a really cool video. And then we get to the uh, the ender, the end song on the album. Uh, what do you think of this piece of crap? <laughs> what the fuck? Time for change. I, I, what? <laughs> the fuck you already you, you you've gone by you've gone by the formula you've already got your 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 ballad i mean this is what happens when these guys get supposedly get clean for half a second you get time for change okay i don't i, I don't know this is it's terrible it's it's ridiculous it's it's 
It's a mockery on the name of Motley Crue. I, I, I don't even know how I, how it ended up on this album. I don't know how... Nikki, I, I've got to blame Nikki, because I don't know how... Well, Tommy Lee let Brandon on an album, and, and he that was his brainchild, so I, I don't know. But uh, I absolutely just can't stand it. I think it's terrible, and, uh, <laughs> you know, what do you think? Well, they started out this album with a terrible TNT, and then they ended it with an even worse Time for a Change. I know who did the fucking sequencing on this album needs to be fired, or this song needed to be omitted and just ended with Don't Go Away. Just don't go away, man. Just go away, because this song is a piece of shit. I hate it. Freaking the music was done by Six and Donna McDaniel. I guess that's why it was pussyfied, you know? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Freaking sucks, man. I, this is like one of the worst Motley Crue songs of all time. This and anything off fucking um, Generation Swine. <laughs> I hate Generation Swine. Well, imagine this, though, Mark. Imagine this. Imagine this is not on this album. Yep. And Primal Scream is. Oh, God. That would have been a great I mean, track to end this album with. Imagine this track ends with Primal Scream. Yep. How fucking... I mean, then, then you're you're talking a whole different, a whole different ball ball game for this album. Yeah. Primal Scream would have kicked ass on this album, man. That was a fucking mm-hmm. great song. It's it's just very similar to Doctor Feelgood. The, the two songs are similar to me in, in feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Feel good and Primal Scream. So to start it off with Doctor Feelgood, end it with Primal Scream. Uh, that would have been it. Yeah, take TNT off and take time for a change and add Primal Scream. That would have been awesome. This album would have. Freaking way better sequence. They put the shit in the middle, which would have been great, you know. <laughs> and end with the good shit. You know, I do got to say, though, overall, I do like this album. And I like it because the hits for me are so good. Like Kickstart My Heart, Dr. Feel Good, Don't Go Away Mad, Same Old Situation. Those hits are so good. Um,. It's it's not my favorite Motley Crue album by any means, but I think that the the good shit on it, um, over outshines Nicky's bastard songs, I guess is what I'll say. Yeah, I I I agree with that because that's what makes the album is those songs right there. Plus she goes down, you know, and then it's a great album. She goes down, slice of your pie, you know. Um, it's it's really a mix. It's really a complete mixed bag. But I I mean I, I I don't I don't dislike it. Some some people can't stand it. Some people fucking love the shit out of this thing. I mean yeah. I, I love it for nostalgic reasons. But as as have a, as an album, you know, just reading it, just listening to it, it's you know, half yeah. good, half evil. Yeah, it's like uh, the good is really fucking awesome, and the bad is fucking toilet <laughs> it's a toilet yeah. it's yes. like you go it's you go you get angels and devils you know this <laughs> album man yeah yeah it's a great album so now that we're done reviewing that album is there any album picks you'd like to give to our fans oh what's your th- favorite three songs off this album first my favorite well i'm gonna th- my favorite three songs <sighs> I'm, I'm gonna waver on my on my favorite i'm gonna say my three picks are going to be because I want people because I maybe there might be people who haven't heard this one for a while. Yeah. I definitely want to include She Goes Down. Okay. She Goes Down, Doctor Feel Good, and Don't Go Away Mad. Got it. 
Those are some good picks. Kickstart my heart's all over the place anyways on commercials. <laughs> People probably know that song from the, what, Kia commercials? Yeah, I, I, that's, that's been that's been used many advertisements. Yeah. So what do you, any uh, album recommendations for the fans this week? Yeah, I was just I was just listening to an album today um, while I was at work that I really love, uh, "Into the Now" by Tesla. Oh yeah, it's their yeah. reunion when Tommy Skio comes back into the band, and uh, God, I forget what year it came out in. Um, but but it's a good album. It's it's a good album with the original lineup back together, and uh, give it a listen. Tesla "Into the Now." That's a great album with Mighty Mouse, Into the Now. Fucking love that album. I remember when it first came out, I pre-ordered it off of uh, Tesla's website and got a little poster with it. Uh, I lost the poster, but I still, yeah, got, the, yeah. still got the CD, though. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I love, you know, I just, Frank and Tommy were just badass together, you know. Yeah, badass. I was sad when he left, when they kicked him out, but he said he needed to be kicked out if you listen to Eddie Trunk. Yeah, he, yeah, I've heard. I've heard all his interviews on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's uh, I like I like Dave Rude too, but but like Eddie Trunk always says, nobody put the punk in the Tesla like Tommy did, you know. <laughs> Tommy, it's just for you for your information because I know for, Tommy's a big Trump supporter. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, he I, would, I, I follow him on Facebook, and he would go. He went to many rallies and would go live at rallies and stuff like that. So he was a big supporter. Well, that's cool. Now nobody will like him on here. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> It's only the blue states that are rioting, people, not the red states. <laughs> I'm just making a joke. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this album, 2014, kicks his comeback album, "Rock Your Face Off." This album kicks ass. I love it, and I just bought their DVD, live CD of the making of this album and the live concert from this album and they, they fucking sound great did, did, did you got that dvd yeah i haven't watched it yet I just I, yeah i've it been want, i've been really wanting to get that too um and i'll tell you a funny story mark this is my pick of the week on another podcast that shall be upcoming uh kicks rock your face off yes it is fucking great i song. i uh, i love it i mean wheels in motion what a song yeah. what a, there's i mean there's a t- ton of great songs and i i uh, i was youtube in a bunch of interviews and i just think it's cool that uh they're they're writing their own songs without uh what's the name of the guy that left the band oh the bass, the bass player, player i don't remember yeah. his name he wrote everything he wrote yeah. everything and I, I thought it was cool i, I watched some previews for the, the movie i haven't got it yet but i intend to as well because i really did like like and still i still like kicks i think they're great and they still sound mark they sound amazing they sound. They haven't lost one thing live. No, um, I've listened to the live pride. concert. They yeah. sound great. Sound great. I think the C- so, yeah, I think the great. live. I think the live CD needed a be- little better, more production because the songs are pretty low in the mix. But he sounds. Haven't great. heard the live CD yet. Because you know how I've heard turn, You know how you know how they turn up the fans where you can hear them like ah, uh-huh. and they're kind of low in the mix. And even when he's having them sing, they should have brought them up a little bit more. But they, the band sounds great though. And like, I just didn't like the. Rock your face off, it's great. Love rock your face off, album. and you're gonna like it. <laughs> I love that lyric, man. That's yeah, that's a great pick. And Dirty Girls, man, that's a great song too. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, man, that's a great, great album, and that's a great band, man. You guys should get out and see them live or pick up their stuff and support them because they're, they're, they're awesome, man. You don't see that. You don't see a band, a band from that era. Um, I mean, Tesla would be maybe an extent, like Into the Now was, was really good, but uh, you don't see a band from that cock rock era of music release a, a killer album like that very often and, you know, in this this era in 2000 i think that was released in 2014 you, yeah you don't see that very often a band that could still sound like that and and haven't lost haven't lost anything so same thing kudos to them. tesla hasn't released a bad album since into the now in my opinion i loved uh i don't think so either i don't think they're bad i don't think they, they haven't released any any i don't think tesla tesla's released any bad albums either simplicity I love all was the- awesome and I, I they had a song and it goes he goes like Uncle Ted says, "It's a free for all." <laughs> I love that shit. They're a, they're a killer band, man. One yeah. of my favorite bands. They love their fans. They said we're proud of our fans. He says we want to make them a record and have them be proud. You know, I love that shit. That they they're really into their fans, and they just released a Mechanical Resonance live too. Live. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's a great album. I got right. that too. All right, man. Johnny, I'm gonna uh, let you go. I hope you have a great great evening. I'm going to go have a beer and go to bed. (laughs) Cheers, brother. Have a good one. All right, man. God bless. All right. Bye. Bye.
Those are some kick-ass tracks. Now I want to promote some podcasts from my friends. We got Metal Raps. We got the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck Raffiera and Ian Wadley. One-on-one with Mitch LaFon. Talking Metal Cheap Trick with Cheap Track with Ken Mills. And in Podkiss, The Kiss Room. Focus on Metal Decibel Geek with Aaron with Aaron Camaro and uh, Chris Sinsnack. And in Zilch, a Monkey's Podcast. And then I like to also promote the Eddie Trunk podcast and the Cassius Morris show, man. These guys are kick-ass podcasts, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and God bless, man.